dear friends let's conspire communicate to inspire and in this episode of conspire we are having a lot many guests from various background sharing their valuable experiences of their lifetime i would like to thank you all for the love that i have received from you and also would like to share that our first podcast channel kuch meri kuch tumhari has reached to 1 million downloads in just 100 days thank you so much and today i am feeling proud to tell you all that we have a special guest special guest mahua singh she is an amazing inspiration for many budding writers yes mahua sain who is originally from bihar but was brought up in new delhi and at present settled in hyderabad mahua is a postgraduate in journalism and worked as a journalist and a banker she is the author of a poetry book named insight published under the flagship of author praise which received much appreciation she is also a freelance writer and contributing author of many books she used to play with alliteration and metaphors ever since a tender age she is an avid reader and a music lover she believes in the simple joys of life let's welcome mahua sain with our heartfelt warmth and positivity hi mahua hello everyone <laughs> i'm really glad that you accepted to be the guest of conspire to inspire many others who would be listening to our conversation thank you so much for inviting me i'm really really glad to be here today <laughs> thank you mahua thank you so much and uh, mahua here i have already tried to introduce you but we have our own identity that we want to reveal first so if you introduce yourself how do you prefer to do that <laughs> well i would say i am an ordinary person blessed with uh, extraordinary people and experiences in my life and uh, you know talking to you right now is one of such incredible experiences i must <laughs> say <laughs> so yes Mahua, you have been a great speaker and presenter in few of the most famous literary fest and societies like uh, Kalahandi University, Bhawani Pura, mm-hmm. Asian Literary Society, Telangana Sahitya Academy. Mm-hmm. So, at first, I would like to congratulate you for all your achievements. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. And can you please tell us since when you have been into literature? Well, um, uh, as you asked me about the literary fests and all that, well, to uh, tell you the truth, uh, this is just a part and parcel of my journey as a poet. I have never tried hard to be a part of such events. I mean to say, uh, but the opportunities came to me on their own by virtue of people um, who admire me as a poet and a writer. and uh, i consider myself extremely blessed to have uh, you know such people and friends in my life who really appreciate my work and uh, uh, kind of nudges me to participate in different events or uh, mm. they themselves invite me you know over to be a part of such fest and uh, they keep reminding me all the time to continue writing no matter what so i'm really grateful to them <laughs> it is your humility mahua when you are saying that uh, it's just the people because i know i have read your poems and i'm myself a great fan and admirer of oh your oh my poems. god <laughs> that's really overwhelming to know so, <laughs> so there is no doubt no doubt that you are an amazing poetess thank, so, you. thank you so even much. while going through your profile i got these lines which touched my heart my naked tongue tastes the blood of fractured time warm memories breathe like decomposed leaves and fallen flowers stinging my tangled veins so as i was going through these i was like my heart like each beating is going with the word so the way you have weaved your words thank you so much you for reading between the lines anupam <laughs> thank you so much and how do you get such words I know it's a bit silly question, I but would... on behalf of all the listeners, I would like to know what inspires you to compose such an amazing literary work. I think it's all about my experiences and my emotions that I uh, write about. It's uh, the way I feel about. I mean, the way I look at things, my perception about things. That's what makes me. You know, most of my poems are you know uh, you know random scribbles. I write them in. Five or ten minutes between my thousand chores that I have to run. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, Again, that's amazing to listen that uh, when you are telling that 
despite doing several work as a mother as a wife or as a banker you said mm-hmm. so apart from that whenever you have such sort of feeling you get time to express oh, that <laughs> that's nice. amazing mawa yeah writing is uh, you know synonymous with breathing for me you would i would say because uh, if uh, you know there are two three days and i didn't write anything i feel i can't breathe it's claustrophobic <laughs> right <laughs> for most of the writers it is the same when they are in writers block they all complain the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, mahua what were your dreams as a child could you fulfill them and have you always wanted to be a journalist um this is a question that uh, i mean that has many answers i would say um uh, so dreams you asked right yeah <laughs> well uh, as a child there are many uh, people say you should have big dreams isn't mm. it yeah but, uh, i i don't remember that i ever had very big dreams i had small you know reachable dreams dreams that i could reach i felt it very strongly that i should have such dreams that i can at least fulfill right so uh, now right now i remember as uh, i was a very good athlete i have represented my school uh, and my zone as well i have uh, i have been a sprinter and a you know long i i, wow. I used to uh, yeah participate in long jumps and all of that and i was very passionate about it so uh, somewhere i saw myself as a very good you know sports personality sometime right. in life Mm-hmm. but that did not happen you know gradually uh, you can say pressure study pressure and everything and we do have that conventional thought process wherein uh, studies are given paramount importance you know and everything mm-hmm. is the back seat so that happened with me as well and uh, then i uh, got very much engrossed with studies and uh, somehow i lost touch with sports that is something that i really regret even today in life so that's one thing that could not materialize and another small dream as i said i had small small dreams uh, so there was uh, an award i remember in class 10th in our school uh, if somebody you know throughout the years uh, they would uh, uh, kind of see your performance and behavior and everything as per that they would give you an award for best behavior and conduct Right. Somehow, you know, I would look up to my seniors who would get this award, and secretly, I didn't tell this to anybody. But secretly, you know, I wished to get that award. So mm-hmm. uh, during my class tenth, I mean, the school final program, uh, they announced my name for this best behavior and conduct, and I just couldn't believe myself. <laughs> so your dream was fulfilled yeah. that day. Yeah. so it, it was like uh, they kept on announcing my name and they had to announce thrice or four times for me to process and <laughs> <laughs> kind of proceed towards the stage to receive the award that's that was really overwhelming an, an award that i really really you know is very hated for <laughs> yeah it's very close to my heart yes after that i got so many awards but that is something that you know that's the closest to my heart i would say right right yeah and uh, i can understand uh, mahua when you said that you still repent that you couldn't go for sports because those days were there where people really followed only for exactly. academics exactly and uh, they didn't value sports even right now it is as a teacher i know many parents who don't allow their kids to get into sports just because they consider that there is no future in that i know i know but i would reveal one thing here because that is very important for the listeners who are listening to us there is one friend of mine Mm-hmm. and she's an inspiration someday i'll be bringing her on to the stage as well she has broken her leg in 2000 in the year 2000 she was a national champion national ra- running champion and uh, after her all her future was dependent on sports on physical activities but after her accident when she uh, broke her leg and uh, one rod was immersed Oh my it was God. just like an end for her but she didn't give up imagine right now in jharkhand she is one of the most famous uh, physical trainer in wow. every way she is also wow. associated with government and doing so well in that so that's the spirit that's how we all come up and that's really inspiring yes and uh, another last one i would say uh, that i um, i did see myself as a poet and a writer some day you know 
So though it's just the beginning of my journey as a poet and uh, there's a long way to go, I'm glad that uh, <laughs> I have at least taken the plunge. So yes. Yeah, you, have, take, uh, you have taken journalist as your career. So you did post-graduation in journalism. Yes, yes. I did my English graduation in uh, Calcutta University from Calcutta University. And then I did my post-graduation in journalism. And then I worked with Hindustan. That's a big, big story. I worked okay. with Hindustan Times as a reporter. Okay. So um, uh, as a reporter, so it was like I have to go to the field to collect news and come back to uh, the uh, newsroom and work with the editor. It was a it was that kind of a job, a, a job of a reporter, you can say. But it was really challenging and I loved that. But again, I would say back then things were so different because I stayed in Delhi away from my parents. Since you are from Bihar, you would know the yeah. mentality of people in Bihar. So my parents used to be really worried about me uh, that, uh, you know, Akeli Larki, Delhi Me and all that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because a reporting jo- job, you do not have a proper time to come back home, right? Hmm. So uh, I still remember I had to, um, I had to, uh, you know, go to trade fair in uh, Delhi trade fair, which is very famous, uh, world famous, you know, I had to cover the story of trade fair. And uh, I went there with another journalist friend of mine, Nazia Alvi, and our, mm-hmm. our uh, photo, uh, photographer and all uh, this crew. Then uh, it took us a long time, if you have ever been to, and people who have been to Delhi Trade Fair would know, I mean, <laughs> you uh, go there, it'll take a lot of time. I mean, the entire day would go. And we went in the afternoon, we had to, you know, uh, cover the entire news of all the uh, pavilions and everything. And it took a lot of time. And by the time we came back home, it was almost midnight. And that was the day when I got the ultimatum from my home. My mom was like, no, this is not going to happen. You have to switch over. I mean, you cannot carry on this job because we are always worried about you. So (laughs) that was shattering for me. But then I thought I would, you know, kind of try to find a job wherein I do not have to go to the field, though that was my forte, I would say. I -hmm. would love that job. But I thought, fine, since my parents are not allowing, I would uh, try to, you know, uh, find a job in editorial or something. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I thought in between, I don't know how, but Standard Chattered happened. It was just an accident. I thought I'll just take up this job and, uh, you know, just to sustain myself in Delhi. And by the time I'll, I'll uh, you know, be searching for uh, an office job general, uh, in edit- editorial or something. But then it so happened in Standard Charter that I, I got kind of stuck. I, I fell in love with the work they had given <laughs> me. And I was, uh, you know, I was an apple of uh, everybody's eyes in office because I'm <laughs> very sincere to my work. I mean, mm. I'm not posting or something, but if you give me a task, I would, I mean, I'm insanely sincere, I would say, about my work. That's so, true. <laughs> so uh, I got stuck to banking ever since. Uh, then I got a very good uh, chance in G Money, Calcutta, and I wanted to come uh, near my home. You know, Calcutta would be uh, much nearer to my hometown. So I switched on my job again and took up job in G Money. And I continued that for a very long time. Even after my marriage, I was with G Money. So, uh, yeah, so banking was kind of became my uh, you know, permanent job and writing took a back seat. And then again, I emerged as a writer when, uh, you know, I conceived my first child. I got much time to spend. Mm-hmm. I, I was on sabbatical. So that's okay. when, uh, yeah, that's when I again started writing and uh, yeah. So thanks a lot, Mahua, for sharing such a journey of yours. Where thanks how you a lot to you for <laughs> making me go back to those days. <laughs> so yeah. right now we know you as a renowned poetess, <laughs> a oh, global poetess, <laughs> and who ha- who has been the source of inspiration for many other budding poets. Thank you very much, Anupam. So do you think, like you also said about your inspirations, your dreams, mm-hmm. do they really change with time or they remain the same throughout our life? Uh, what no, is it, your belief? I feel it does. Uh, uh, sometimes it uh, does change, you know, with circumstances and with experiences, it does change because uh, uh, as I said, I was, I never thought that I would be a banker. It never struck me even for once. Ever since childhood, I was too much into writing. 
um, let me give you a small, uh, uh, you know, uh, Uh, story about my childhood, how I got into writing. So um, my parents live in Bihar and uh, I was raised in Delhi with another set of parents. Mm-hmm. So, um, they were extremely doting and loving, uh, but somewhere I missed my mom a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I was just nine back then when okay. I was sat there. And so sorry, uh, yeah, I remember I had this habit of writing diary. and uh, i would write about my feelings there about how i miss my mom and everything so especially when i saw my friends parents during parents teachers meetings and all i never had anybody to come for parents teachers meetings so mm-hmm. i missed my parents immensely you know so um as i said i was also a zonal level athlete and i got many trophies so moments like those in my successes and failures i missed my mom so i guess my writing journey began from there involuntarily in my my diary became my best friend and i started writing then uh, there that was one and by the time and i was an avid reader i used to write read read and read whenever i had time so um when i was in class 6 and 7 i had already read all the you know uh, children books like famous <laughs> secret seven nancy right. yeah you name it and i have read hardy boys Uh, even children classics like uh, you know david copperfield oliver twist sindbad mm-hmm. and this matilda robinson crusoe everything tale of two cities so um, i have an old relationship with books so to say and uh, i had this habit of writing book reviews you know in my notepad um, i didn't know the nuances of review but then my understanding of the story so mm-hmm. i was addicted to uh, you know kind of ri- reading and writing since childhood and a uh, poetry well um i remember when i was in class 7 my maternal uncle my mama ji gave hmm. me a poetry book uh, hmm. it is called uh, read aloud poems for young people yeah so the mm-hmm. poetry in that book ranges from pose the raven to kilmer's trees and then uh, you know longfellow's village blacksmith among many other So, mm-hmm. so it includes many poems that are very popular and intermingled with many po- uh, poems that are lesser known and i suddenly developed affinity towards poems and even started you know trying to write poems in mm-hmm. the back of my journals so first of all i would really like to recommend this book as it would really work as a catalyst to get young people introduced to both poetry mm-hmm. so some people some poems are short and sweet uh, to keep the young readers hooked you know and another incident that i recall right now is i was in class 7th or 8th and um, there was an inter school debate competition you know yeah. and i had to represent my school in that uh, competition and i bagged the first prize wow so, uh, yeah and it was uh, um, uh, the uh, the topic i still remember it was on capital punishment mm-hmm. so and when they handed me the prize kind of uh, you know by reflex uh you can say i told a poem on victory and forfeit that i had written uh, recently uh during okay. those days and i remembered uh, the poem so well and i don't know how by reflex i you know just told the poem uh, uh, you know by winning uh, on winning the prize and uh, it got such a fantastic response from the crowd uh my teacher called me later in the teachers room and you know asked me to uh narrate uh, tell the poem so that uh, the other teachers can hear too and all of that so it was very overwhelming and i started writing all the more from then on so these i think these small recognitions and en- uh, appreciations and encouragements from teachers go a very long way right uh, you must very be true. doing this being a teacher you right yeah we try to do yeah it's very important you know so i would like to tell this to all the teachers because the teachers words are like holy grail to a child right, right. yeah so uh, that's when my writing uh, i mean poetry writing uh, started it was i was just in class 7th or 8th back then so yes and mohua you are yourself a live example of uh, having such an immense stock of vocabulary the way you present your poems it looks like all the words are already there in your mind and you weave them as a, <laughs> such a beautiful poetry okay and just now you already said about a few books like read out loud mm-hmm. other than that if you can tell about few more 
poets or uh, any poet you are very much uh, interested to read about uh, their poems so can you please tell about any such poet whom you are very much close to you can resonate with um poets well i would say i'm a staunch you know i love rabindranath tagore wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah poetry if we talk about poetry yeah and i as i said i have been an avid reader and mm. i like writing different type of books i read a lot i mean nowadays i hardly get time because i have so many other things to uh, do all the time but then still i try to you know or you know uh, snatch some time to read right if i have to single out i would say gone with the wind and each pray love would be my all time favorite wow <laughs> gone yeah. with the wind yeah yeah i have also yeah. read that it's an so, amazing yeah. book so uh, as you said you have already read the book so gone with the wind is such a st- wonderful story about right. civil war starvation right. rape murder heartbreak everything right it is not primarily a book uh, one would associate with hope mm. and yet at the uh, novel center we see scarlet o'hara right yeah. one of the most unrelenting optimistic characters in the literature i would say and um, she allows herself uh, you know one night of mourning all that has been annihilated and the next morning she kind of marches into the future with a ruthless okay. resolve isn't it so, so i would makes- definitely read this book mohua because i have not uh, read okay, this okay. you haven't read yeah this is no. a brilliant book so she maintains that he- this headstrong hopefulness even though the society you know disintegrates in front of her eyes and um, the emotional centrifugal force of the story is the love triangle you know between okay. uh, scarlet and red uh, and ashley so when this book uh, the author margaret michel carefully analyzes the nature of human resilience mm-hmm. and uh, kind of holds up hopefulness as the critical tool for uh, for getting uh, through the worst times so i would say it's a must read for someone who enjoys historical drama and uh, another very favorite of mine is eat pray love by elizabeth gilbert yeah. <laughs> yeah. so there is a movie book, also based on that i yeah but i think yes yes mm. julia roberts is in yes it. yes yeah. i have watched the movie not the book i haven't the watched the movie i've read the books <laughs> so uh, the book is uh, the as you have already watched it's uh, the real story of a memoir right. and it's a short journal from the time when it's uh the writer went traveling to three different right. countries in pursuit of uh, three different things so yes so in this uh, book again the protagonist elizabeth had everything uh, a middle aged american woman yearns for isn't it right her career friends mm-hmm. everything but she was so unhappy she was not happy in her life she right. wasn't happy in her marriage uh, having suffered a uh, a distressing divorce and then right. uh, this breakup so after she was debilitated and that's mm. how she uh, she didn't even know where to go and what to do all she knew was uh, that she wanted to run away in search of herself so uh, the way she set out on a, an uncanny adventure i would say where she decided to uh, go to three countries it's incredible the book i mean it's right. extremely ex- inspiring <laughs> somebody uh, who is you know in a journey of soul searching there are uh, many of us you know in our deathbed also we do not know what we actually right, want right right and right now i am more into counseling we are dealing with such things only where we are asked to think about the worst condition we are always worried we are right. always anxious like uh, what if what if this happened what if this happened true, true. so we are asked to think about okay just imagine the worst has happened then what then what are you going to do because so, situation uh, is never in your control the other day i was telling my sister we have to be you know we have to be prepared for the worst though yeah. we hope for the best of course we cannot be yeah. uh, pessimistic we have to hope for the best but be prepared for the worst yes yeah so, and now here i would request you to recite your favorite poem as you said rabindranath tagore is your best poet favorite poet uh, yeah, any of his poems or any one if you can recite so rabindranath tagore's poetry uh, and even his songs the ravindra sangeet they are so mm-hmm. rich in their thoughts introspection mystic aura you know right. and all of his stories yeah 
and reflection of life i mm. of course i'll come back to story because uh, i have written many poems on his stories you know on okay. the female characters on his female characters wow. i think i have written uh, poems on all his female characters <laughs> so it's one of my yeah one of my very favorite poet friend was asking me to bring out a book only on uh, uh, you know yeah, on his character yeah yeah so yes so tagore's poems are laden with profound observations i feel about the yeah. human emotion the yeah. most minute details you know and um, love overflows from his poetry in uh, yeah, there is a series also i earlier i have watched all his uh, stories which have been made Ravana, into different yeah, episodes by, uh, i think yeah ravnatagore yes 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 so i am extremely moved by his love poems he <laughs> kind of interprets love in all its hues and expressions love of mother love of son so, husband so, wife so. lover everything and his uh, poetry takes me to another realm i would say right so uh, yeah let me uh, read this poem this is such yeah, a beautiful please. poem yeah this is called on the nature of love the night is black and the forest has no end a million people tread it in a million ways we have tryst to keep in the darkness but where or with whom of that we are unaware but we have this faith that a lifetime's bliss will appear any minute with a smile upon its lips scents touches sounds snatches of songs brush us pass us give us delightful shocks then preadventure there's a flash of lightning whomever i see that instant i fall in love with i call that person and cry this life is blessed for your sake such miles have i traversed all those others who come close and move off in the darkness i don't know if they exist or not such a beautiful poem yeah, just yeah. amazing yeah. this line this life is blessed yeah. for your sake such exactly. wise have i traveled i think the poem says that life is a life is mysterious and that the quest for you know a soulmate seems to be a <laughs> it's a continuous process millions yeah. of people search for their soulmate the forest has no end so very nicely in the first line only he has said that forest has no end you can just go yeah. on wandering here and there and at the end also you won't get anything yeah and there is some interaction between the various uh, travelers along their journey of life right and the meetings you know take place with a wishful thinking that one of them will lead to a soulmate so the that <laughs> so that's where i find where you get these unique metaphors from <laughs> <laughs> the driving force i think for uh, pursuing the search is the belief that it would bring eternal happiness on its completion so and i think in this uh, uh, poetry i feel uh, the poet has chosen free verse because it is you know the search for true love is not confined to a set of rules that's the reason hmm. why the poet has right. free wow verse. you got to the in depth of that <laughs> i just so I, i just think so yeah, yeah and right. uh, i love the imagery you know yeah. the physical search tagore has represented uh, uh, you know the physical search to represent an emotional search uh, you know <laughs> the search through the forest i think represents the search for true love you know yeah. and again the lightning represents destiny i feel which uh, the poem sees as uh, the final end where he says no whomever i see that moment i fall in love with. yeah he has used all the five imageries as you said no like sense touches sounds yeah. snatches of songs mm. wow so yeah <laughs> Bless us. Even kinesthetic is there. Pass us. Give us delightful shock. So everyone can resonate with this. Yeah, it's always <laughs> delightful to read his uh, his work. Yes, right. So it's so great to hear such sort of things from you, Mahua, and uh, it's very enlightening. You are indeed an amazing writer. <laughs> Thank you, Anupam. And uh, Mahua, I fell in love with you after reading a few lines of yours on Women's Day, where you have written, "She's a mosaic of many colors." a portrait of experience a wreath of sweet basil in her smile so what what a metaphor you use over here sweet basil is her smile <laughs> then uh, love transmits from her soul like fragrant cinnamon in mm-hmm. the crevices of her brokenness so how you have got all those things it's really amazing the way you have talked about a woman and then uh, so all your metaphors are really so unique 
that has not been ever used by any other poet. To be very true, it's a confession, Anupam, that I have never, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, put an effort while writing a poem. It, you know, it feels like poem writes me. I do not write. <laughs> feels like that because when I'm really writing a poem, it just happens like that. I don't put an effort to write. Yeah, I do come back to the poem and edit. That's a different story altogether. But the main gist, you are talking about these imageries. It just clicks my mind just like that in a flick of a second <laughs> and many times it so happens that probably I'm tending to my younger one or I'm cooking or something and something strikes me suddenly you know and I just uh, you know pick up my phone and write it in my uh, notepad of my phone so it happens like that that's really amazing Mahu. and also it looks like some sort of innate quality of yours <laughs> that is in your genes that's why whenever you are like yeah, you my mother is an amazing poet, though wow. she never, yeah, uh, secret, you know, that's a secret uh, about her. She has never uh, revealed it to the world, but I know <laughs> that she is an amazing poet because I uh, chanced upon a diary and I saw so many poems, Bangla poems written by her. She writes in Bangla. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, some amazing poems I have read and then I asked her and then she said, yes, off and on she writes, but she's, you know, too apprehensive to kind of share it with anybody she says I write for myself so yes I think I got it from her (laughs) so true so respect for your mother also and uh, now we know that it has come from your mother to you (laughs) thank you in this life you know we all are going through the ups and downs of our life okay so Mm -hmm. you might have also gone through some sort of uh, such sort of a situation where you thought that now nothing can be done. So how did you carry yourself in such sort of situations? Uh, I mean, you you want to know if I have given up in those situations or not? Yeah, you have given okay. up, then how did you get at your okay, okay, okay. back? Well, there have been more than one such incidents to be very true. Uh, when I felt like giving up. There are a lot of situations, so I cannot, uh, you know, go into the detail of all those situations. I'll just tell you the major things that I have faced in my life. And uh, I felt like it when I had my miscarriage, you know, it had shattered me beyond repair. I was devastated for days, weeks and months. I mean, I was too swamped inside myself or uh, depleted and depressed to uh, want to address the tangle of thoughts, you know, within the folds of my brain and heal, so to say. But uh, slowly I gathered my pieces and pulled myself up. And I must say my husband helped me a lot to get back on my toes. And uh, it would be really unfair if I do not talk about my colleagues back then who uh, kind of unknowingly helped me a lot to come out of that mess. So I was working with G Money back then and uh, I had some wonderful colleagues come friends who uh, kind of helped me a lot during those dark days. And above all, yes, as I said, writing uh, proved to be cathartic. I wrote a lot during those months and contributed my work to several anthologies. So that was one, I mean, devastating uh, experience. And uh, another time it's now uh, uh, when i think about it i feel i uh, it brings me a smile but you know i felt like collapsing is when <laughs> i had to move to europe after my first child's birth for a couple of years because uh, you know my husband was working there at that point of time and uh, i had to quit my job okay so i worked for so long and suddenly i had to quit because i have to go there so that was one cause of depression already and uh, i was young and I had a child who was just one or two months old and I had no clue you know how to raise a little baby so (laughs) there were times I was even petrified to hold him securely in my lap (laughs) such a tiny soft ball of cotton and I had none to help me even my baby's uh, colic pain would terrify me so I was always like, how would I hold him? How would I feed him? And how would I take care of him? Such a tiny little creature, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, with time, I made a few friends who were blessings in disguise. They taught me little secrets of how to mother a baby. So simple things, you know, like how to cut a baby's nail, you know, mm-hmm. how to wean him off. Things like these uh, seem like a mammoth task. Uh, and uh, thereafter, things did set 
little but those few months i would cry myself to sleep each night fearing you know how would i raise him i had this postpartum depression and uh, when i felt like completely i felt like giving up i i cannot go on like this it was like that for me but yes i could forfeit my fears and emerge stronger so to say so yes <laughs> thanks a lot thanks again mahua for sharing such sort of things over here you know I, when you said i can understand that pain what a mother has at that time even though it's just a few months or for some days that it has lived still that is a lot of pain one yeah, lady has and only the mother can understand I mean, exactly i mean the yeah so i can empathize with you for that yeah, thing i know i mean you you can feel the baby's heartbeat right and right, right. you don't feel it i mean that feeling itself is shattering yeah so yeah thank you so much you said that how bravely you have carried yourself even when your child was so young you moved alone and then you were able to raise him and right now i guess that uh, your child is in first or second grade no 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 he is 10 year old now he is in class 6 now okay <laughs> he is in 6th grade now yeah my younger one is in class 1 yes she is 5 okay <laughs> so mahu i hope that your passion and profession both of them have been mostly similar <laughs> throughout and that's why you said that you have always been such an enchanting lady with such a kind of uh, gorgeous feature what's your say on this oh my god you uh, i mean you are overwhelming me like anything i'm flattered <laughs> as i said i'm very ordinary you know i'm where there's not even an iota of extraordinary things in me uh, well uh, my work and passion are not same anupam work is something that i do because i want to do and uh, passion is something that i love to do so yes there is a difference and when it comes to work per se uh, it's not only uh, the professional work work of any sort i'm an extremely dedicated one like i said so no matter whether it's professional or house chores or some ad hoc work that i keep getting on and off from people around i do it with all my heart so people who know me know me know this as well so i'm insanely sincere if you give me a task <laughs> and uh, i'm very organized when it comes to work i loathe laziness so if i have to uh, kind of finish a task in next four day, days i would prefer wrapping it up today itself so yes so many times juggling between being a mother yourself you would know working mother juggling between so many things work chores kids and then my passion for writing all of it takes a toll but again i'm i'm good at pushing myself beyond the fringes that's how i have been ever since childhood <laughs> but when you say that i'm just an ordinary person so we all are ordinary in that way but i should tell all the listeners at present that you are a globally recognized figure oh my god <laughs> who speaks in tata first and all so <laughs> yes of course so, so you are a globally recognized figure <laughs> you have you. already achieved so many awards in literature field and i i don't i'm not even aware like what other fields you have got i know about in literature how much you have got so whom do you give the credit to all your achievements uh i would say uh if i talk about inspiration i think i uh, i derive inspiration from people around me my circumstances nature and everything my feelings and experiences that i go through day by day so uh, i would not be able to single out on one inspiration but of course i would say that my mother is always there to you know read each and everything that i write uh, so sometimes she says that you write very tough english i do not understand <laughs> i i have to open dictionary i should also say so mahua even oh being God. english teacher i would say that for sometimes i have to read it twice and thrice to get the overall idea <laughs> thank you so my mother is like that i mean she says i open dictionary and then i look for the words <laughs> that you have used but she is one uh, loyal reader of mine she would read anything that i write and she would you know kind of uh, appreciate everything that i write so yes she is a very big uh, source of inspiration for me so at this point i would request you to recite your favorite poem <laughs> i know that you have a numerous list of poems and they are all amazing still Thank please you. recite that one which you consider as your all time favorite 
Oh, it's very difficult again. It's such a difficult question. I don't know all-time favorite uh, of my own poems, but yes, uh, since I said I'm an ardent fan of Rabindranath Tagore, and uh, I have written a lot of uh, you know poems on his uh, uh, you know female protagonists, and mm-hmm. uh, so I would probably uh, want to read a poem uh, that I have written on one of the protagonists. Yeah, and, please. So um, let me read a poem that I wrote on uh, one of his female characters named Charulata. Yeah. Yeah. So the poem is inspired by uh, Tagore's novella Nashtoni, hmm. The Broken Nest, you know. So I'm this- getting goosebumps right now. Wait, <laughs> because this is one of the most favorite story of mine. Yeah, this, uh, this poem ha- have, uh, you know, helped me to win uh, the Poesis Award for Excellence in Literature wow. as well. So yeah, that was a very, I was really overwhelmed to get that international award for <laughs> yeah this poem. Yeah, so this story, as you have already uh, seen the story, I guess. So it tells mm-hmm. the story of a young, uh, those of you who have not seen or read the story. It um, tells the story of a young, intelligent woman named Charulata, mm-hmm. who is married to an affluent newspaper editor, Bhupati who is, uh, you know, engrossed in his work with no time for his wife. Mm-hmm. And the no- lonely wife falls in love with his husband's cousin, Amol, who shares her uh, love for literature and poetry. And um, they connect very well with each other. And uh, eventually, Amol is shrouded with guilt of uh, kind of betraying his own cousin. Mm. And uh, he decides to uh, leave for England unannounced leaving uh, Charulata heartbroken. Hmm. So poem, uh, my poem tries to uh, kind of encapsulate Charulata's emotions. Yeah, so uh, Charulata, it goes like this. My heart finds sojourn under your wings, drinking zephyr from the chalice of divinity. We weave rainbow garland with the petals of silence, filching a piece of sun. We decorate warmth in our lives. We illuminate the dark, dingy part of our being with the beating of our hearts. I swaddle truth with my pink pashmina and stack it in my old almira as I live the moment with you, feigning ignorance to the disturbing thoughts of tomorrow. I shun the societal shackle that binds my ribcage and my heart behind it wanders free. I unbridle my soul from rigid confinement. I bear it in front of you as I sink in your arms, drenched in your love. The soft murmur of your breath fills my heart with joy and I blossom like the Maluti flowers. Oft, I rest under the bow of the banyan tree, listening to the quiver of my own heartbeats as they croon your name. Looking up at the blue tent, I welcome eventide, decked in orange veil, as the darkness reveals my soul's secret nakedness. Tonight, again, I'll accompany the straying moonbeams. Following the liquid burble of the river, I'll find my way back to you. I know your presence in my life is impermanent. One day, you'll untie yourself to belong to someone else freeing yourself from the quilted warmth that you and I have felt in each other. Warmth is percussive. As we melt in the flame of our yearning soul, stirring the stillness in our ruptured psyche, let not the world cavil at anything you do. Don't you worry about me. I'll preserve memories in my bosom forevermore. Unbeknownst to you, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for a time when there will be no calculation of rights and wrongs. When the impish rain would dance in wild glee, blowing its bagpies in our veranda. And the flowers will adorn their best attire in pinks and reds, yellows and violets. That day, I'll borrow the drops from the rain to make a necklace of white pearls to bedeck my ivory neck just for you. Like the day meets the night, we'll meet someday in the glade of our blue empyrean. So that's Excellent, it. Excellent, reads or just listens to this poem will be getting the whole emotion of Charulata. Thank like you, after Amol has already left, how she might yeah. have felt, what she has written. 
so you yeah. have just engrossed all her emotions in your words thank you so much i've written in fact two three poems on charulata i mean i've written many uh, more than one poem on each of his uh, women characters so yes <laughs> i'm extremely moved by all his stories and the characters that he has depicted so beautifully that's, that's really amazing talking with you mahua thank you thank you so much and now let's move to some other in some other direction mm-hmm. just because we both are in writing we came close to each other and mm-hmm. i know you are an amazing person apart from being an excellent poetess and the feeling is mutual is the same goes <laughs> for you i i'm in love with your hindi poems so you are an amazing poet yourself thank you thank you so much mahua so now as we both are poets uh, let's get into a hypothetical situation <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so imagine that you get to live your life once again from the beginning what are the things okay. you will be most careful about oh my god that's a tricky question <laughs> i need to think really um um i guess i would train myself to say no to people this is something i face every day <laughs> cuz you know many a times at the cost of going beyond my limits i do things at the cost of you know kind of disturbing my own sanity so i know that saying no is liberating but it's very difficult for me so first thing first i would learn the art of saying no early on in life <laughs> yes good yes of course i hope that you will at least you might have learned by now that you should say no I to everyone i haven't that's okay. the that's, that's the issue <laughs> okay okay so now let's get into the another situation now you have entered into the world of alice alice in her wonderland okay, okay. <laughs> so when you are coming back what are the things that you will be bringing out from there oh my god i would bring the magic potion perhaps <laughs> <laughs> That yes thing, that would make me tiny whenever i want to or you know <laughs> make me big when i want to uh, intimidate someone <laughs> right <laughs> well on a serious note um alice in wonderland uh, teaches us many things i right. think the nuggets of wisdom Mm-hmm. uh there are a few things that stayed with me you know uh, like even the sense of punctuality through that uh, rabbit exactly. i don't know the, his of name so every think, time yeah and small nuggets like when uh, you know alice uh, asks uh, the white rabbit how long is forever this is something that stayed with me even though i read it in the in my childhood how long <laughs> is forever so it will have you thinking right i mean it really it's so intriguing so rabbit says sometimes just one second so this is uh, my 5 year old daughter's favorite line as well he keeps oh. asking, she keeps asking uh, ron of my son how long is forever ron <laughs> and have you watched that uh, serial at that time like we used to watch tap tap topi topi top major dube for 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 my sire ajube yeah 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 right <laughs> good old memories ha huh? <laughs> this line is i think so powerful isn't it yeah <laughs> if you are present in your complete being i think a moment can last forever so uh, in this line i think the relative concept of time in fact in alice in wonderland the entire story the relative concept of time uh, makes us learn and unlearn our own concept about spending time on things you value the most so <laughs> yes <laughs> that's really amazing again noa <laughs> and it was an amazing excellent session with you Thank you. I would thank so you, Malaysia, as well as uh, Realm of Poems, for sharing such inspiring gems of the writing culture. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me, Anupam. It's a pleasure for me to be here today with you. Uh, but but one last question. <laughs> sure. And this question you will be asking to yourself, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> What is that question that you think should have been asked by me, but I couldn't ask? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh god how did you get this question from well i think you have been fantastic anupam and uh, you have almost covered everything i don't think there's anything left to be <laughs> okay so you don't me, uh, you made me share things that uh, uh, i barely share with anybody else I mean, okay so thank you so much mahua for sharing all those things that you have shared over here and that was really amazing thank you anupam so it feels like you made my day as well as the day of many listeners who are well. <laughs> attending to us now thank you thanks a lot 
so at the end you please share some of the important lessons that you have learned in your life's journey for our listeners and with that we'll be ending this uh, today's episode um for those writers who uh, see themselves only on the receiving end of art i have some parting thoughts i would say so should you feel the pull of your creative spirit and uh, you do have one we all do so whichever medium you would like to express yourself in know that uh, you know creativity requires three things to flourish one is perseverance second is regular practice which is very yeah. important and third is self compassion you know self compassion i'm saying because uh, many a times we tend to become our own nemesis right. we become the worst critic of ourselves right. we need to i think ward this off and uh, you know uh, this uh, kind of attitude and be very gentle on ourselves so uh, as paulo coelho said that you if you want to do something with all your heart uh, you know the universe uh, conspires to yeah. helping you receive it i yeah. would like to yeah but i would like to add another line to this that um, uh, you need to work exceedingly hard towards what you want even sacrificing things going beyond your capacity before right. the universe can kind of conspire yeah. See, we talk about secret there also the same message is there no that it's already there in the universe you just true, have true, to true. ask for it true. then there is another book ask and it is given exactly. so all of them say the same thing you just have to think about it what you want and it is already there for you go yeah. and fetch it yeah but then uh, i feel that uh, of course you have to want with all your heart and then you right. have to work towards it yes yes that yeah. perseverant character you said that yeah. is along with consistency it reminds me of abdul kalam anupam yeah. he had said that if you want to shine like the sun first burn like the sun right right and very well said yeah so that is very important i feel for all of us yeah so it was an amazing session indeed mahua thank you so much for thank such an overwhelming so session and i would inviting me i'm looking forward to many such you know <laughs> and we will collaborate and uh, do such sort of poetry sessions of that course, we were talking we about that. it yes. will help many other poets many budding poets who want to come ahead to true true we'll do that. and uh, one more announcement i would like to make over here i have published another book in quest along with some other poets and that has already wow. come congratulations up. i would love to have a copy of the book okay. share the link with me please Okay thank you so much Mahua and thank you all the listeners of Comspire who have given so much of love to us hope that you have loved this episode of Mahua Sain and if you have loved it please share it with your friends as well thank you so thank much thank you so much everybody thank you bye bye